0: has god been good to you go ahead and give god a good praise if god's been great to you go ahead and give god a great praise come on if god's been there when no one else was somebody give god a shout of victory if god healed you when you were sick somebody give him praise if god blessed you when you were broke somebody give him praise hallelujah there we go amen 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 you know you have a good church when somebody knocks it out of the power outlet hallelujah hey glory 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 hallelujah why don't you take a moment get out of your seat shake another hand greet somebody in the name of the Lord hallelujah hey hallelujah thank you Jesus Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's clap our hands one more time as we're returning towards our seats. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to say it's it's good to have Mr. Metrov in the house of God with us again. Amen. He visited last Sunday. We're so glad you're back in the house of the Lord. It's also good to see Sister Jordali's back in the house of God. Welcome home. Hallelujah. At this time, we'd like to dismiss our Sunday school students to their classes. Hallelujah. I've never seen kids run so fast. Hallelujah. They must love Sunday school. That means the Sunday school teachers and the Rodriguez are doing a great job. They got so excited about Sunday school, I about ran with them. Genesis chapter 2 and verse number 7. Genesis chapter 2 and verse number 7. The Bible says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. I want you to notice that. The Lord God formed man he breathed into man, and man became. And I want to preach to us for a few moments on this subject. God fills what he forms. God fills what he forms. Would you set down your Bibles and lift up your hands? Come on, would you lift up your voice with me as we pray for today's service? Hallelujah. There are people that need God to fill them, fill their lives, fill their heart, fill their joy, fill their prayer requests come on in the name of jesus in the name of jesus somebody lift up your voice and pray hallelujah 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 thank you jesus thank you jesus amen turn to your neighbor and tell him god fills what he forms and you may be seated Hallelujah! If we were to take a look at the book of Genesis, um, it is where we would get our word genes, the foundation, the base of all of life. It is, in Hebrew, it would be translated out, it would be, the, the way that they would translate out the books of the Bible or the first five books of the Bible is they take the first word or the first few words in that book and they will, uh, that will be the name of it. And so, books like Exodus, we would find that it's, uh, it's actually not Exodus in the book of, of, of Exodus. Hallelujah. It's actually the names. And, uh, and I don't got time to talk about that maybe another time, but it's interesting to note. That the book is not about them getting out of Egypt. It's about the names. The names of those that went into Egypt. The names of those that come out of Egypt. Amen. It's about it's about the names. That's why it doesn't even name Pharaoh. He's not even important enough to talk about. Hallelujah. But in Genesis, it is literally the book of the beginnings. Amen. The beginning of God. Can I tell you, that's one of the most powerful things about being an apostolic Christian. That we all can have a Genesis in our life. There can be a place... Of beginnings, there can be a place of new beginnings. Hallelujah. But it is there in the book of Genesis that we find our most foundational doctrine that in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. Amen. The Bible says, without faith it is impossible to please God, because he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. The most foundational place that anyone can find themselves is the simple belief that God is. There are a lot of people out there that have all sorts of ideologies that that this whole earth came into being because uh, nothing exploded with nothing and how now we have everything, amen. I, I think that would take a lot more faith than to believe that there was a catalyst and his name was Jesus, hallelujah. This God Almighty formed the earth we understand this hebrews 11 and 3 the bible says that through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of god so the things which are seen were not made of the things which do appear in other words this whole thing did not come into being because particle dust combusted with particle dust hallelujah that nothing that now appears is the cause of what is being what is now in existence amen But it is letting us know that we know that through faith that the Word of God which is not seen, the Word of God which we cannot, amen, we cannot bottle up, we cannot jar up, that that Word was the very thing that framed what we now see and hear. Hallelujah. Can I just tell somebody here this afternoon how powerful the Word of God is? The Word of God is powerful enough to create the earth that you and I are standing on. It is powerful enough, amen, to fling the stars into the sky and make sure that the oceans don't go past where the land is. Can I tell somebody that if God's word is that powerful, amen, how, how, how much word do you need uh, for God to turn your life around? If God's word can make sure that all things stay, amen, in in, in its constant state. And God can make sure that the stars don't crash into the earth and the planets don't collide. I want to tell somebody, your life is not too out of whack, amen, and your life is not too messed up. Where one word from God can't fix it. But it's there that God forms the earth. We understand that it's through the word of God. The Bible says that God created the heaven and the earth. And the very next verse says, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness is upon the face of the deep. There is a, a lot of theologies, and if I could just take us to Bible study for just a moment for all my Fallon folk. We go to Bible study every Tuesday night. Amen. But can I just take us to Bible Say, There's a lot of ideologies on what happened between verse 1 and verse 2. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. But the next verse says the earth was without form and void. In other words, it seems as if there was something that caused what God had created to go into a, a state, uh, amen, of disrepair. There was something that happened between verse 1 and verse 2. Now, I, I don't know if it's just recounting how God created the heaven and the earth, amen, that would probably be the most popular opinion, or if it was the fact that that God booted Lucifer out of heaven, and the Bible says that he saw, he saw Satan fall as lightning, uh, amen, and he hit the earth. I don't know if there was something God created. And now we are seeing the recreation process. I don't really know the answer. There is a blank space there. We don't know. But I can tell you that when God started on this creation process, or if you hold to the second idea that there is a recreation process, we see that the earth is without form. It doesn't have shape. It doesn't have any framework. Amen. It is, amen, just fluid, and it is moving, and it is in motion. Amen. Amen. And it was void. That word void means empty. There was nothingness. Can I preach to somebody about the state of anybody's life before God? There is no form. There is no frame. There is no shape. And there is nothing but emptiness. And the Bible says that darkness was on the face of the deep. Can I preach to you that a life without God is a life without frame. It is a life without form. It is a life without shape. It is a life without purpose. It is void. It is empty. And it's a life that is without light. It is dark. It is empty. But cannot I preach to somebody god never leaves somebody in that condition oh somebody praise him somebody praise him can i preach to somebody for just a moment that god will take anybody in an incomplete state i don't know if when it said god created the heaven and the earth if that was saying that God just created immediately uh, all of the resources all the particles he would need uh, to start doing it because God doesn't need anything he's God all by himself but I don't know if it was saying that he created the particles and started moving things together and then it starts to recount the seven days of creation Uh, I don't know if that's the case or if there was some cataclysmic event uh, amen, that took the earth the first earth uh, that God created this would work in a typology that there is a first earth and there is a new heaven and a new earth amen there is a first man and there is a second man that could play into a lot of things but that's all hypothesis but we do see that god will take anything from its current state and god will take it from where it is and god will start to work on it i want to tell somebody that god never leaves somebody empty god never leaves somebody without purpose god never leaves God will never leave your life without form. God will never leave you without a framework. God will never leave you without shape. God will never leave you without an outline in which you should live. God looked at this condition, and God began to work things together. We see that God said, let there be light, and there was light. There's a lot to preach in there, a lot to talk about. That God said, let there be, and all of a sudden it happened. And darkness, the Bible says in John, says darkness couldn't comprehend the light. That, that it was confused, it was confounded. Amen. It, it doesn't matter how dark your life can get and how bad things look. If you can let the light of God's word into your life, it will illuminate the darkest of your... The darkest place of your heart, the darkest place of your mind, the darkest place of your life. The minute you let the word of God in there, as soon as it happens, uh, there is illumination. Darkness has got to flee. Hallelujah. God begins to do all sorts of things. He lets, he says, let waters appear and 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 and, and let it divide. He divides the heavens of the earth, the waters above from the waters beneath. And there's a lot of things that are happening here. Uh, but then he says, let the dry ground appear. God is going through, and he is he is now dividing things out. What is he doing? He's framing it. We know that through faith. The worlds were framed by the word of God. He's saying that the water, it is in it is currently in a state of flux. It is flowing everywhere. It is There is waters. Amen. God moved upon the face of the waters. It's nothing but water. But now God is bringing forth a new framework where there is going to be earth, dry land, a, a place where water cannot go. There's going to be a dividing line between the heaven and the earth. God is putting things in order. Can I help somebody that you might have walked in this building, your life is all messed up, all twisted around. You might have been coming to church for the last few years and things are still in a constant state of flux. Amen. And there seems to be no no, no framework. There seems to be no formation. There seems to be everything is, is going wherever it wants and this part of your life is crashing into that part of your life. I want to tell you, God is the one that can bring about a dividing line. God is the one that can begin to set things in order. God can... God isn't just able to heal your body, but I cannot preach to somebody. God can heal your mind. God can heal your heart. God can heal your soul. God can heal your spirit. Oh, somebody lift up your hands for just a moment. Come on. Somebody lift up your voice. Hallelujah. Come on. Let God begin to bring uh, some framework to your life, some form to your life. Come on. Somebody lift up your voice and praise. It is necessary that God begins to form things. Because if God does not form things, then the things which he creates and that which he does not form would not live. What does that mean? That means that if God didn't create dry land, everything that couldn't swim would drown. God is going to make sure he brings some form, amen, before he starts bringing life. Oh, hallelujah. Some people wonder why everything in your world feels so dead. I'll tell you why. You gotta let the word of God frame your life. You gotta let the preaching, you gotta let the teaching, you gotta let God. Well, I don't know why. I just it just it's just not happening I'll tell you why. You gotta let the word of God take root in your heart and begin to begin to mold you and begin to shape you. And when it's got the right form, God brings life. It is there God begins to bring forth the dry land. That's where dirt and dust that man would later be made from comes from. He creates the environment in which man will live. He creates environment in which fish can live and fowl can survive. Amen. Because environment is everything to God. Church, I want to tell you that's why we have prayer. Hallelujah. Come to Bible study here this morning. That's why we have fasting. That's why we have worship. That's why we have preaching and teaching. We are are setting forth the right environment where life can come forth. But this dirt that he brings forth, this dry land, this, this dirt differs from place to place. Dirt is a a a composition of rocks soil clay sand organic matter so on and so forth and its composition is different depending on where you get the dirt it's 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 gonna still be dirt whether it's African dirt it's gonna be dirt whether it's American dirt uh, or Canadian dirt hallelujah it's all it's all going to be dirt it just has different minerals different nutrients Amen. It was all the same. Amen. It was the same definition of what it was but there were different components. And God called this dirt, this dry land, this dust to come forth. Amen. The Bible would say about us that from dust we have been created and to dust we shall return. Can I remind somebody that all we are is just a little bit of dust. All we are is a little bit of dirt. We might be a little bit different from one another because of the components of life. And I might have a little different history than you got. I might have a little less money or a little more money a little less intelligence or a little more intelligence. I might have different ingredients and nutrients and minerals, but if we were to boil it down, it doesn't matter how much money you have, how many degrees you have. I want to tell you, all we are is dirt hallelujah that ought to humble every person in the building whether you got a title whether you got a tie and a suit on or not it doesn't matter at the end of it all when you boil us all down all we are is dirt all we are is clay that God molded that God formed, that God shaped that God worked with I want to tell you I'm just dirt but God got his hand on me I'm I wish somebody would shout, amen. I didn't have a lot to start with, but God began to form me. God began to shape me. God began to frame me. Somebody praise him. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Somebody shout. Hallelujah. Some people think they had a lot to work with. Some people think, well, it didn't take much for God to save me. I had a lot of things together. Well, good for you. But as for the rest of us, we recognize that we were nothing but dirt. We didn't have it all together. We were without form. We were void. It was empty. It was nothing but God's hand reached out. I wish somebody would shout and get excited that God reached out into your world. It was dark. It was empty. It didn't have a frame, and it didn't have a form, but God formed you. Oh, somebody lift up your voice and pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody pray. In the name of Jesus, God's in this building, uh, and all he wants uh, is just, uh, he doesn't need a whole lot to work with. Uh, Just give him the base uh, of your humanity. Uh, Just bring forth your dirt uh, and say, here it is. Uh, Work with it. Uh, It's not much, uh, but you can have it. Uh, You can form it. Uh, You can shape it. You can work with it. Put your hand on me. Amen. God spoke everything else into existence. He spoke the birds. He spoke all the fish. He spoke the cattle and the creeping thing. You might be sitting next to a creeping thing here today. You might be married to a creeping thing. I know my wife is. But he created all of this with a spoken word. But when he created man, he reached down. How low did God have to reach down from all the way as high as the heavens are from the earth? Amen. I want to tell you, Jesus Christ, when he was robed in flesh, I want to tell you, he didn't just come, amen, a long distance, but he had to take off his royal crown. He had to take off his majesty. He had to, oh, I'm going to tell you, infinity had to become an infant, had to come down amongst you and I. When we could not be like him, he became like us so that we might be like him. I want to tell you the hand of God will reach lower than you could ever go. It will reach down, amen, into your dirt, into your mess, into what you've been, into what you've done, and God will still work with you. God reaches down, and he puts his hand on this dirt. Adam's dirt might have been different than mine, different nutrients, minerals, but we're all dirt. And God began to form him. Can I tell you? You will never be complete until you let God get his hand on you. You will never, all you will, all you're gonna end up being is a bag of dirt and dust. Hallelujah until you let God get his hand on you. And when you let the master get his hand on you, he'll begin to shape you. He'll begin to mold you. Amen. We preached about it before. Amen. He is the potter and we are the clay, but you've got to be willing to let God mold you. You've got to be willing to let God shape you. You've got to let God put his hand on your life and never, never take it off. God, you keep your hand on me, whether I like it or I don't like it. Keep preaching to me God Uh, keep speaking to me Uh, keep impressing on me uh, because I gotta have the hand of God moving and shaping and forming me there are people that would that, that this it gets uncomfortable well God can't you just speak a word amen you're not an animal God doesn't always speak a word he comes by and he brings his hand and he begins to work and mold and sometimes it's uncomfortable but it is in that position Man was formed by the hand of God, not just spoken into existence. But he also had a connection to the dust and the dirt of the earth. Amen. God is giving us an example of what is happening. It is the hand of God, but it is our dirt. It is the hand of God. It is heaven, but it is heaven touching earth. There is something happening where there is a vertical connection between heaven and earth. But yet we are still in the earth. We are still in the dirt. God is shaping the very dirt that we come from. Can I help somebody here today that thinks uh, they, they they just wish they could go back in time and be from a different family. Uh, they wish they could somehow change things and 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 maybe they'd just go get a different job, a different career, a different life. Uh, amen. They could exchange it with somebody else. You know, if I would just like uh, so-and-so, my life would be a lot better. Can I help you here today? Uh, God didn't come all this way. Uh, amen. Just to work with my dirt. And You wish you were me. No, you don't, honey. Uh, there's a lot of mess in here. Uh, God can Came to work with you. God came to work with your past. God came to work with your experiences. God will form the very things you've endured and the very things you've encountered. He's not looking, Amen, to work on somebody else through you. He's wanting to work on you. Oh, somebody, lift up your hands come on lift up your voice you don't have to be from somewhere else from a different family you don't have to be someone else you can be what God created you to be all your hurts, all your pains all your issues, all your dirt and God will mess with it God will mold it, God will shape it by his hand oh somebody lift up your voice and let's pray hallelujah 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 I just I just came to preach and teach a little bit here today because there's a lot of people that 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 would like to go back and they'd say, Well, I wish I was somebody else. Well, I got bad news for you. You can't. That's the issue with our world. Well, I wish I was born a girl or wish I was born a boy. You can't. Well, Pastor, you need to be enlightened. There's 76 different genders. No, there's not. Look in the mirror. Be what God has created you to be. There is glory in what God created you to be. There is power in what God has created you to be. There is anointing in what God has created you to be. You might have issues that are different than mine, but God will still mold you. God will still shape you. We're living in a world that wishes they could change everything about themselves. Well, if I could just have a different this and a different that. No, 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 no. God has come to work with you. God is I'm going to tell you, God so loved the world. Can I put it this way? God so loved your world as well that he came and he died and he rose again on the third day. Amen. He didn't come so that he could make you something different. He came to work with who you are. It goes all the way back to Genesis. God works with the very dirt Adam comes from. That ought to give somebody some hope. You know the dirt we come from? (laughs) I can say it this way. The dirt I come from, it shapes the way I think about the world. The dirt I come from shapes how I view everybody else. I'm gonna help somebody tonight. The dirt I come from, uh, it shapes how I view the world around me. Uh, it shapes how I view life. Uh, it shapes how I view relationships. Uh, amen. And I'm gonna tell you, there's a lot of people that would just lie in a they would lie in a in, a, in just a, an entire heap of dirt, uh, amen, in their community, in their family, in the in, in everybody that's just like them. Uh, but God called us out of darkness uh, into his marvelous light. Come on, God called us out of that dirt. God called us out of that mess. And God called us into his church because God's going to mold us. God's going to shape us. God's going to make us. And often the dirt we come from will shape a lot of things. And there's people that will live their whole existence this way. I hope this is all right. You're going to taste the Tuesday night Bible study. Am I right, sister? Hallelujah, because it is in this position where people will live their whole existence. I've traveled the country and I've been to areas uh, that I realize they're just a bunch of dirt like I am. The difference is they've not allowed the hand of God on their life because the way they view people of a different skin tone than them. Or the way they view people that speak a different language than them or have a different background. I'm going to tell you what that is. That's just, that's just a sack of dirt that never allowed God to form them and mold them and shape them to get them out of there. Well, this is how my family always thought. I got news for you, honey. God will pull you up out of your family and put you in the church and he'll start molding you. God will pull you up out of the ghetto, and he'll pull you into the church, and he'll mold you. God will pull you out of poverty, and he'll put you in the church, and he'll start molding you, and you'll think different, you'll see different, you'll be different. Oh, somebody lift up your voice and magnify him. Lift up your hands for just a moment. Come on, don't let where you come from be your excuse as to why you are the way you are. I've got news for you. God's got his hand on you. Come on, somebody pray in the name of Jesus. There's going to be deliverance from excuses. Well, this is just where I was born and how I was raised. I got news for you. God's got his hand on you, and he's molding you to be different. When I got the Holy Ghost, oh, I don't want to get ahead of myself. My family said, what do you think you're doing? I got baptized. My dad said, you're stupid. True story. Stupid. I didn't realize doing something for God was stupid. But if that's the case, I'll be the number one stupid. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ain't nobody laughing now that God has done a work and God has molded and God has shaped. Let them laugh all they want. Let them criticize. But when God gets done with you, you'll have form. You'll have shape. You'll be some. Oh, you think you're better than us. You think you just, you just, you know, you just don't love your family anymore. Let me help somebody. It's not that you don't love your family. Please, for God's sake, love your family. But you got to love Jesus. You got to love God. Jesus said, except a man hate his father and mother. He can't be my disciple. Is he saying you got to go, amen, and make fun of your family? No. What he's saying is you got to love me more than your family ties. You got to love me more more than anything uh, does anybody love god uh, more than any more than anything uh, more than anybody uh, any pursuit uh, and come on somebody does anybody love god more oh jesus my brother do you have true story they called me stupid they thought are you trying to be better than us and i thought to myself I'm doing better and I'm doing better in school. I'm not cussing anymore. You start changing your vocabulary and people start they start wondering what's up. They didn't care when I was depressed and suicidal but now Now that I I have got something that gives me joy that gives me peace I somehow think I'm better no I'm the same dirt and then that the rest of my family's in the only difference is I allowed the hand of God to pick me up and pull me out of it and let him mold me and let him form me and let him shape me but God does not stop just at forming people I want to tell you, there's whole, there's whole groups of people that have allowed the Word of God to form them. There's entire congregations of people that have allowed the Word of God to form them, but they're as empty as the guy on the bar stool. I want to tell you, it doesn't just stop at God forming you. Adam was formed, but he was not a living soul. Adam was formed, but there was no life in him. Adam was formed, but he was empty. Adam was formed, but there was nothing inside of him lift up your hands and let's pray come on for just a moment come on adam was all formed but no filling adam had all the shape he needed he looked the part but he was missing something on the inside he had the structure to be human but he wasn't living somebody pray come on there's people in this building, you need God to form you. But I would venture to say there's more people that need God to fill them than there are those that need God to form them. They, come on, there's people that need God to fill the emptiness, fill the void. They need that light to re, re, get rid of the darkness. Adam was just as human looking as you and I. But he was not filled He was nothing more than a corpse, nothing more than a shell. There are people in our world that have the structure of life. They have the form of life, but they are not alive. They get up every morning like you and I do. They go to work. They pay bills. They get into relationships, quickly get out of those relationships. They go on, they have kids, they have families, they have pursuits and they have hobbies. But they have yet to become a living soul. Can I preach to somebody here this afternoon that it's not enough for God to form you. But God wants to fill you with his life. God wants to fill you with his presence. It's not enough to have the framework of coming to church, but somewhere God's got to fill our daily lives. We've got to come to a place where we are fully alive. We don't just, it's on the inside. It's down on the inside, and I'm moving, and I'm alive. you got to show yourself alive. Like Jesus, when he came up out of that grave, He was by many infallible proofs. Lift up your hands and let's pray. I'm almost done preaching right here, but I got to help somebody. You got the form, but God wants to fill you. You got the form, but you're empty on the inside, and God wants to fill you. It is there that God doesn't just form man and shape him. But can I tell somebody, God always forms, God always fills what he forms. God breathed into man the pneuma the wind, the breath of God. He breathed it into man. And my Bible says that from the time that breath entered that formed body, that man became a living soul. God told Noah, Noah, you're going to build an ark and it's going to be shaped this way and its structure is going to be this way and it's going to be formed that way. But when he got done forming it, God said, now fill it with animals. And and fill it with people because God always fills that which He forms. Can I preach to somebody he said build a tabernacle it's got to have this much distance by that much distance it's got to have this many veils it's got to have this many curtains, this many rods, this many things holding it together but when you get done building it I want you to put in there furniture there's got to be a brazen altar there's got to be a laver of water there's got to be a table of showbread there's got to be a candlestick there's got to be incense, oh it when you get to the holiest of all, put the mercy seat. And I'll fill it with my when you form, God feels. When God always feels what he forms. I got more for you come on you ain't ready Ezekiel there's a valley of dead dry bones they're disconnected and God says you prophesy to the bones you prophesy to the church bring the bones together he begins to form the bones and then God says you preach to the wind he preached to the wind and that pneuma that breath that wind came down and those men that were empty That people that was empty became living souls. Somebody stand and shout. Somebody dance. Somebody give God praise. Come on. Somebody give God worship. He won't leave you on empty. He won't leave you on empty. God always fills that which he forms. That army, those dead dry bones were nothing but standing corpses until the wind of heaven blew. And they grew, they, they got filled with the wind and the pneuma of God. And those men became living souls. And the Bible says there stood an exceeding great army. You know what's stopping people from being soldiers in the kingdom of God? They're empty. Come on now. But not today, because God. I'm, God sent me in this building to prophesy that God always fills that which he forms. If God drew you into this house, if God brought you back into this house, I want you to know God's connecting you, God's forming you, because God is going to fill. I wish somebody would shout. Somebody shout and give God praise on this Sunday afternoon. There's some people God's about to fill. There's some people God's about to fill. There's some bank accounts God's about to fill. Come on, there's there's some doctor reports God's about to fill with a good report. You better believe it. You better have faith. Has told his disciples you go wait in Jerusalem until you get the promise of the Father which saith he you have heard of me. And the Bible says amen that, that you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witness unto me both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and under the uttermost part of the earth. They're waiting in Jerusalem. There's Mary the mother of Jesus. There are the disciples. There are a, there are 120 Can I tell you real quick, before we get to the 120, when he told them that, there was 500 people that were gazing up into heaven. They'd all been formed by the ministry of Jesus. They'd all been formed by the word of God. But only 120 made it to that upper room and said, I don't want to just have form. I want God to fill me with his promise. I don't. I don't want to just go to church I want to have the Holy Ghost deep down on the inside and when the day of Pentecost was fully come they were all in one place with one accord and suddenly there came a sound from heaven what was that sound like a rushing mighty wind and it and it filled and it filled all the house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and it set upon each of them can I preach to somebody when God formed his church it was with the intention of filling up with the Holy Ghost lift up your hands I'm done preaching I would open up this altar if you came in empty if you came and need god to fill you or refill you you came to the right house i want to open up this altar would you come and lift up your hands come on if you're visiting i want to invite you to this altar god always 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 feels that which he forms Sir, God's been framing your life, God's been forming your life, God's been shaping your life, bringing you into this house, and now he wants to fill you, lift up your hands, and when they prayed, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance, somebody pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on, when you get the Holy Ghost, you know how you get full. You're speaking other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance, as a rushing mighty wind fills the house. Somebody pray. Come on, there's some folks on empty, but not after today. Young lady, you don't have to be on empty. Let God fill you. Come on, sir. Let God fill you he's forming you now let him fill you come on somebody pray